0: Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Real with Sandra and Friends, a Workplace Consortium podcast brought to you by Relogix. I'm excited to be sharing conversational musings about current events and how we envision the ever-changing world of work. I'm Sandra Panera, Director of Workplace Insights at Relogix. With 25 years of hands-on experience, I help value engineer global workplace portfolios and employee experiences by aligning workplace analytics with corporate real estate needs. Have any questions comments or suggestions for future podcasts please drop me a line at podcast this week i'd like to introduce my special guest and friend pamela ross pamela is a culture catalyst at blue rebel works located right here in toronto pam why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started
1: thank you so much for having me i'm pam ross and i'm the founder of blue rebel works I believe that we spend far too much time at work for it to suck. So our purpose is to improve people's lives by making work awesome.
0: Fantastic. I know that you are very much in with leadership and management conversations in organizations. Everything is kind of up in the air. Nobody really knows what the future holds, but just wanted to get a sense from you in terms of what are you hearing? What are you seeing from that perspective? Are there some emerging themes in management and leadership that we haven't seen before, or is it pretty much the same old thinking?
1: So let me say, I tend to come at things with mostly an optimistic viewpoint. So I think that we are seeing some new things that are really hopeful for the future. So, you know, I'm hearing a lot of talk about how much managers have had to adapt to being more empathetic and really building stronger connections with people. And, you know, in the past, we would have conversations with managers and they were so focused on the operations and the work, they just didn't understand why they would waste time getting to know someone personally or spending time talking about personal lives and over the course of the pandemic, that was one thing that we definitely saw shift, that people were seeing how much that helped to build trust and to help people as they were working from home. So that's one thing that I hope continues, that we are seeing the shift to more human kind of management and leadership. I do think some leaders are having a struggle balancing that, the empathy with the accountability for the work, which is a whole other challenge, which has been really interesting. And I think it relates back to some of the conversations you and I have had about like, what is the work? And I think people aren't really, haven't really gotten clear about work. And so I would love to not just adapt what we've done in the past, but to really reinvent how we're thinking about that. So the first theme I'm seeing is a lot more human uh, thinking. Certainly, the return to the office. I don't know anyone who is saying everyone is going to come back to the office 100% of the time. Most of the companies I'm talking to are looking at some sort of hybrid model, and that's different depending, there's a whole bunch of factors. So that has definitely shifted. And, you know, it's so fascinating, because Sandra, you and I have known each other for several years. And have been talking about new ways of working for a long time and I don't know about you but I always saw a lot of resistance to you know oh these things can't be done from home or people have to come to the office for certain things and so seeing people realize that people can be productive from anywhere has been great and I hope that we don't return or go back. So, I mean, those are a couple of the things I'm seeing. Certainly, there's a huge, huge movement for diversity, inclusion, belonging, uh, so needed. And so, you know, companies have been sort of talking about it for a long time. I am seeing some more movement actually happening and some deeper commitments. And we'll see if the commitments play out.
0: That's interesting. You've, you've raised a lot of good points about all the things that are being discussed and some of the challenges and such as it relates to what's happening right now. Um, A question I had for you though, is when you think about the empathy and you said specifically about, you know, what is work, you alluded to the fact that we're hoping that this empathy is going to continue past, you know, the, the pandemic as people come back to work. But do you think that at the management and, even at the leadership level, that there is an understanding of what work really is, because we're hearing a lot of conversations around, you know, why people should go back to work, which is, you know, from a cultural perspective and, you know, for collaboration and innovation and all of that kind of stuff. But it kind of really sort of makes you wonder, is that just thinking or ideas from what we have have been told or what we think work is, mm-hmm. which is very different from the reality which is now being voiced by employees in terms of having the flexibility or being given the flexibility to work in a way that's more convenient and comfortable to them as individuals.
1: Yeah, so oh my gosh, my brain is going in so many different directions as you bring up, you know, that culture connection or whatever. First of all, if your culture is dependent on your office, then I'm worried about that, right? Like your culture is actually the pattern of behaviors of your employees. And if that is dependent on going to an office or being in a space, then I am worried about how you're thinking about culture. Now, I mean, I love getting together face-to-face with people, although I'm probably in this sort of group of like hesitant about that coming out of the pandemic. I I actually can't imagine, you know, going back to full rooms of people. I know it's going to happen eventually, but... I do love face-to-face connection, but that is not what your culture is. Your culture is how people are behaving, how they are, you know, serving your clients and customers. It's their day-to-day decisions and what they're basing it on. It's all of those things. So if that's dependent on like going to work and being able to have water cooler conversations, then your culture is not very strong. So I don't think that's a good excuse. I do think you have to be more intentional about communicating culture and why you're making decisions and that sort of thing when you maybe when you're working remotely, although I'm actually challenging my own thinking of that, because I think we think that culture is more explicit because we're in one place, but it actually isn't unless we're communicating why we're making the decisions and all of that. So. I think regardless that that is a good thing to think about whether you're bringing people back to the office or not. The
0: other thing, which actually is quite interesting, is just prior to joining this podcast, I was in a chat conversation with someone who made the comment, which we've heard many times before, about how culture eats strategy for breakfast. Right. So you mm-hmm. probably are familiar with that. And I'm I lately have been thinking about if that still holds true because I think you still to your point is that if your decision is to rely on the physical space to define your culture, there's a strategy behind that, right? Is it, it's not the culture doesn't just magically appear or the culture is not just what we say the culture is going to be. It's the whole element of uh, integrity and actually following through with what you say you're going to do, which right now all eyes are on organizations in terms of how they're going to respond to this whole return to work and what the future of work is going to look like. And Mm -hmm. so it seems like there's this struggle between you need the physical office because that's really how you develop and define your culture versus, well, could you not just have a strategy around who we are as an organization first and from that develop the culture, which may or may not include workplace? What are Mm -hmm. your thoughts there?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, like I think your culture and your strategy really go hand in hand. So if you have a strategic objective of whatever that is selling your business in three years or, you know, growing the business or maybe it's a more purposeful objective around making a difference in a certain number of people's lives or something your culture is how you meet that objective. So if you have a strategy and you haven't thought about the behavior that's gonna get you to that strategy, you're missing out on the culture piece and you're probably not gonna reach that strategy. So when when I think of culture and strategy and how they work together, I'm, I'm looking at what are, like, where are you going? What's your vision? And what are the behaviors of the people, the patterns of behaviors across your organization that are going to help you get there. And then we can layer back looking at those behaviors and what values they're based on and really start to instill those in your culture. Because if you don't do that, then you're not going to meet your strategy. So that's like how I see them play out. I also just was thinking when you're, when we do something that is counter to what we're saying, our culture is, or like about return to work. We're talking about return to work right now, right? I, I just saw. So a couple of weeks ago, Google came out and said they're going to have people coming back to the office three days a week, and two days a week they can work wherever they want. But some jobs will have to be in the office every day. And everyone's waiting to find out whether they can relocate. Can I? Will I be able to live somewhere else? Will I have to come into the office? And then. Just today, I read an article that one of the senior executives at Google announced he's going to work from New Zealand. New
0: Zealand, yeah, I've heard about that too.
1: (laughs) When you're doing things like that, so you haven't made a decision about anything for your larger employee base, and then you have senior executives making a decision like that that is counter to the culture they're saying they want to create um, based on their remote return to work strategy, right? So, if you haven't really thought about culture and how do we make decisions, what do we base our decisions on, then you're creating a culture that's not the culture you say you're going to create. So to your point, the integrity of the culture isn't there. That's great. Well, thank you for your time today. I really, really enjoyed this conversation
0: and uh, there's always more to uncover and learn. (laughs) So again, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much.